Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew. Hi. What's happening? You want to know what's happening? That is the question I asked. Um. Well, I'm traveling again tomorrow, so I got to pack a bag after we record this show. Is that exciting? Yeah, it should be pretty cool. I think. Where are you off to? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure what town. I'm going to. <laughs> I just know what the property is called and the general vicinity region of the country, which is like 45 minutes north of San Francisco to a casino called Grayton. Grayton Casino. We should look it up right now because I'm actually curious where I'm going. Ronert Park. Yes. Ronert Park. Ronert. Ronert Park, California. There you have it. That's where I'll be. Golf Course Drive. Yes. West. Yes. I'll be staying there. What room number? I don't know yet, but I think they're hooking us up with like a nice room. You should put your room number on your live stream so people can come and say say hello, drop in, drop by. Come come knock on my door. That's the song. Come and knock, knock on, on my door. door. Yeah. Three's uh, Company. Did you watch Three's Company? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'll be. That's happening... Uh, flying out there tomorrow for a meetup game on Saturday. There's already over 50 people on the waiting list, on the interest list for a 3-5 game. Is that a lot? I mean, I guess it's not a guarantee that all those people will show up, but yeah, that's that's over five tables worth already, not including people who show up on the day up. So the people, they like a good meetup game, you know? So are you going to come bearing gifts? To your meetup game? Maybe I guess that I could, will entice the people to come. I guess I could bring a lot of those uh, candy canes that I brought to oh, the... Oh, you're not supposed to say what it is? Because if I knew it was a candy cane, I'm not coming up for a candy cane. Just say, like, special presents. <laughs> wow. So... <laughs> Christmas novelties. Christmas. So you think I should, like... That's kind of over-promising, under-delivering, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Just say there's a free gift. Uh... Okay, guys, there's a free gift. <laughs> Come on down to Grayton Casino. You may or may not get a free candy cane. <laughs> Is that all you're giving away? I have several different flavors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I'm giving away. All right, so if you want a free candy cane. I'm giving away free appearances in the vlog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a free... Candy cane and a possible appearance in yeah, that's true. the Andrew Nimi vlog. No promises. Possible appearance. Then um, come on over to the Grayton Resort and Casino. Chances are I'm giving away a lot of money too, knowing me in these meetup games. Don't say that. Why do you say that? You're all you about this. Do you think that will make you play better when you already say that you've, you're just going to give away a bunch of money? Mm, probably not. So I shouldn't say that. You're right. I'm just going off of my previous record. Yeah, but how do you expect to change your record if your mindset is already programmed to that record? Is that how it works? I don't know how else it would work. I told you about a gentleman at 
his car dealership, right? On Monday. What about him? He's always so unhappy. Tell us the story. The shuttle driver at the dealership. And I've been going to the same dealership for, what, three years now? Mm -hmm. So it's one thing if you have a bad day, bad month, even a bad year. But three years and it's always the same grumpy hello. I think you should uh, do your thing. I try. Not that thing. I think you should do your thing where you talk to people and ask them what's going on in their lives. I tried. What he happened? gives me one word answers, which is fine. Like no, I, but you gave him more superficial questions. I think you should ask him why for the past three years he's always been this way. <laughs> but that's what I mean about mindset, right? Because something happened, you know. I'm not saying that he's in a bad mood for no reason. Like I'm sure something or some things but then he chose to just stay pissed off. And now he's sort of stuck in pissosity. <laughs> That's an interesting word. But uh, I I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I could have a better mindset. I probably could. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything, right? Even if it's like just feel good. Yeah. At least you feel good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to crush all your guys' faces when I come to see you guys <laughs> oh, at the God. mug. That's the attitude now? <laughs> <laughs> Show up at your own, what is it? Risk? Yeah. Show up at your own risk? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then, I think that list is dropping to five. <laughs> You'll have one table. You'll just be heads up with Brad yeah. Owen. I'll just be crushing Brad's face <laughs> over and over again, stacking him so many times. Thanks for the invite, Brad, to your hometown casino. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you in front of all your hometown. <laughs> yeah, all the fans. They're all going to be bringing signs and stuff. <laughs> go, Brad, go. <laughs> It'll be Busto. It's the only place he's going, Bustoville. Wow. Okay. Um, that was not my intention. But I saw an article yesterday about vitamin water offering or no vitamin water mm. offering to give somebody a hundred thousand dollars to give up their smartphone for one year okay so one person yeah you have multiple times to enter you can enter four times i guess to say why you you have to hashtag no phone for a year or something like that is the hashtag yeah and sort of give a reason why you would, you could do it. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Um, Four hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand. If you do it for six months, you can it. get ten thousand dollars, which is definitely not worth it. Okay. Um. Yeah, for me, not worth it. For you. I mean, I think if they just said give up Instagram. I could do it. No. Give up Instagram, all social media. Like I could even give up YouTube for $100,000. But not being able to just like do research, send emails, use Google Maps. Right. Like I'm not that good with directions. So I do need my Google Maps. So yeah, I wouldn't make out very well in this. Yeah, that would be pretty tough, I think. 
Um, there's probably a lot of people laughing at that, though. What? Just instantly turning down 100K to not have your phone for a year. I know. It's pretty ridiculous how yeah. reliant we are on the phone. I think it would be, it'd be really interesting. I don't know. I would feel like a caveman or something, some sort of. Like if I did, if I stayed in Las Vegas for the whole year, then I could do it. But if I traveled anywhere, I would never be able to make it. Well, I guess you could stop and ask for directions. Right. But people don't even know how to give directions anymore because they don't have, have to. We all have GPS and we look it up. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would feel like I wasn't uh, part of society. I how would know. you even reach anybody? Well, you can use your computer. So it would be what? like just old school, you know, send an email, Skype. So you can, I don't think you're not allowed to use the things. It's just like having the device attached to you I all guess the so. time. So there's lots of things you could do. I mean, I guess I could print the directions like I used to when I first moved to the US. Mm -hmm. I used to print my Google Maps. That's yeah. how I got around. I think it's a pretty brilliant marketing uh, ploy thing. From vitamin water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get like, they're, I'm sure a lot of people are going to try, but very got, few people will make it. They just got amplified to the millions of people uh, listening to Tells. Yeah. But speaking of prop bets, I saw that the prop bet is dead. The 30 days in an unlit room yeah. prop bet is dead. Well, after all the speculation, they reached, we did. They reached a deal, a buyout. What end, was it for? To end it early. So, but he was already in there for 20 days. Yeah. Why not just wait another 10 days? Because um, I read a Poker News article, but it didn't say why, why they reached yeah. the decision. Do you think he started going loopy? Um, no, because the other guy would not have agreed. Well, yeah, maybe to some degree, he, maybe he was starting to get a little bored and maybe he just wanted to lock up the 67,000 or whatever it was that they agreed to. By the way, this is the prop bet where one High stakes, semi high stakes poker player agreed to sit in a dark bathroom for 30 days straight with no human interaction aside from somebody dropping off food to him, which don't really understand the logistics of that exactly. But uh, yeah, no electronics as aside from a live feed that was watching him, friends and family. So yeah, anyway, complete darkness. And uh, the person who dropped off the food apparently said, you have an offer to end it now for 60 some thousand dollars. Oh, 10 more days. I mean, 20 days is like... Well, he doesn't know how long he was in there for. Well, he does now. So maybe he thought he was in there for 10 days. Yeah, he, they, does, he knows now, but yeah, maybe at the time he thought he was only in there for 12 days and he had another 18 days to go or something. When do you think you start, you lose the, the count or the like time? Especially um, in the dark because it's really hard to tell whether it's day or night. So I have no idea, but when I was, I was just up, up at Run It Up Reno and, you know, or not Run It Up Reno, uh, Run It Up Weekend at Stones. And, you know, this prop bet has been the talk of so many poker players and even outside of the poker world, which is kind of amazing. But uh, Kevin Martin was talking about how when he was on Big Brother, there was this one challenge where uh, people were all enclosed in this room and they had to leave the room at exactly an hour and a half later from when they entered it and mm -hmm. whoever was closest to that time won the challenge and 
He said everyone was pretty much pretty far off. Everyone was like closer to like two hours, I guess. So after an hour and a half, you already have like, what is that? 33% of the additional time, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you already think it's, well, actually it's weird because people thought that they should stay longer. So I don't know. Who knows? But I think that with, with a group of people, you'd want to outlast whoever you think is weaker than you. So that would be a reason yeah. for people to stay longer. Well, but by yourself, it's like being on the treadmill. Do you cover the thing? I usually cover the... No, I watch every damn second, every tenth, hundredth of a mile. It makes me so exhausted to watch each hundred meters. Really? Maybe yeah. I should try it your way. So I always cover the... The display. The display. Maybe and I would then ha- you run further than if I'm watching it because then it just feels like, oh my goodness, when am I going to get to two Maybe months? I would despise running a little bit less if I use your method. Maybe. Maybe. So I don't know when you would lose that knowing. Yeah, the interesting thing is like, well, there's so many different interesting things about this, but uh, as far as post-bet interviews go, he's sort of like, in the one interview I was reading, he didn't want to answer hardly any questions because he's, negotiating for the exclusive rights to the first like main interview um i mean i saw that initially they said they wanted to see if they could get a you know sponsorship to make it a reality show or something like that right yeah so who knows i mean i don't know i guess we have to sort of take it at face value but yeah it could just be a big ruse or ploy to get uh a show something like that yeah Moving on from profits. Oh, we finally have a vlog. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a good vlog, by the was way. It? I enjoyed it. Why? And I mean, it's good when you're winning. It's more enjoyable. Thanks. What do you? Um, what did you like about it? Aside from the winning money. I liked seeing the familiar faces like Kev Martin and Jamin Burton. Mm. And yeah, it just looked like... You had fun. Fun vibe. Up in, where were you? Sacramento. Stones. Stones Casino. Stones Gambling Hall. That's the one. Um, They make a great uh, uh, salted caramel pudding. Yeah, you told me Mm. about that. Like, this is the fourth time I've heard about the salted, (laughs) or maybe I've watched it too many times on your Instagram stories. But Oh, man. Everyone wins when they order a salted caramel pudding at Stones Gambling Hall. Is that what got you winning? That that should be their phrase. Their (laughs) tagline. And advertising and stuff they should just put that you know on Fremont Street they had that giant pint at Stones Casino they should have a giant salted caramel pudding on top of the building <laughs> well, that's a terrible idea but I'm, okay I'm, I've got so many ideas <laughs> that's a freebie there you go Stones you mm-hmm. can thank us later thank Andrew later alright shall we take a look at some listener feedback alright We have an email from Joe, and he's looking for some poker advice. Phew, I can just sit back and relax on this segment. (laughs) I got you. I got you, Joe. (laughs) He says, hello, Andrew and Boosie. I'm an avid fan of Tal's podcast and Andrew's vlog. Thanks, Joe. I am writing in attempt to get some advice on making poker a career. I currently have a solid career in accounting, and I am married with no kids. Shocking. Another finance background turned poker grinder. 
Joe gives us a little bit of background saying that he's very confident that if he make it, if he makes the switch he'll be successful he's drafted spreadsheets and calculated our hourly rate to include anything from salary to benefits to vacation and retirement he says that poker is one of the only things i can study and play and does not feel like work i'm not happy in my current situation i do it because i know how I know how to and it pays the bills. I believe this switch will also make me happier in life. In general, I truly believe in the saying that do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. There are two issues that I come across and would like your input. How do you get past the challenge of taking that initial leap of leaving a lucrative job or career with guaranteed income to be to being on your own grinding for a living? And the second is the issue that most poker players face is how to show your parents and in-laws that poker is an acceptable profession profession or career and not just being a degenerate gambler as the stigma goes. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to hear some advice on an upcoming podcast. Okay. So, I look forward to that too on an upcoming podcast. <laughs> oh, so, this one. Oh, okay, so, this one. <laughs> baby. Wow. So two things. Joe is married, has a very supportive wife. Nice. So okay. she says just do it. Great. That's awesome. I think the second question is easier. It's a lot easier. Um, how do you get your parents on board? Something like that? Right. Parents and in-laws? I think you've already done a lot of the work uh, in that regard. You said you've, you're uh, well into like creating spreadsheets and stuff. I think that goes a long way as far as like presenting them with the picture of what professional poker is all about. You know, you want to be keeping track of your records. You want to show profitability over an extended period of time. You want to have it all neatly organized and in a manner that you can explain to someone what's happening here. The thing is that like people still aren't going to get it. A lot of people, not everyone, there's going to, but there are going to be people, there are going to be people that just think, well, maybe you're like not running good because they don't know what that means, but you know, you've, you've gotten lucky, but you'll hit a bad streak and you'll lose everything. Or maybe you're leaving out some losing sessions. You're fudging the numbers a little bit or whatever. So they're not going to be on board until they either see you on TV with a pile of cash at a final table or <laughs> or you're retired <laughs> or whatever, you know, that's some percentage of people. Some people, all you need to do is say, okay, this is how you approach it. Um, you explain it in a manner that, uh, is relatable and you say, sure, there's good days and bad days, but there's a lot of bad days at my job now and it makes me miserable and I'm going to give something a shot that I think will make me happy. And that sort of leads you into how you tell yourself how to take that leap, right? So mm-hmm. You think about what is life all about and if it's just grinding out stability and an income then you're at the right place but if it's not just about that then if it's about like being happy so that you can share that happiness with other people and if you if it's about like doing something that uh, is a lot more interesting to you on a daily basis to get up out of bed and uh, makes you excited for that day then that's what you do. And it's not like it's uh, something that's going to be easy. Um, It's not supposed to be like 
that easy either of a decision or on like a daily basis because it's pretty terrible of a feeling sometimes when you're going through losing streaks, you know, and it's not just going to be, well, I'm playing poker. Now I am happy because there's always going to be like some rough patches and no matter what it is that you're doing. What did you tell your parents? Because I mean, your parents would support you anyway, but what did you say to your mom? I didn't leave Los Angeles where I was working until I had already started grinding. And for me, it was like kind of easy because it was like a slow fade from one to the other. You know, it wasn't like I quit. I'm going to go start playing poker now. I was working a full-time job and playing poker in my off hours. And then the job kind of slowed down, which meant I could play more poker, which meant I could kind of grind online and grow a bankroll. And those simultaneously ramped up and down, right? Mm. What did your grandmother say? Yeah, I think she. I think it took her a while to come around. I think she did eventually come around because eventually she was like, you know, those people, they don't have to be sitting there at the poker table, the people that I'm like taking money from, you know? And uh, I tried to explain it that it was, uh, I thought it was very similar to golf because she, was, she always liked playing golf. Mm. And, you know, you're the professional golfer is out there doing their own thing. They're trying to just make it for themselves. They're doing what they enjoy and they're playing against other golfers. And the other golfers are going to lose if, if I'm winning, right? Did she think that you were just taking money away from people at the poker table? Or yeah, I think she might have thought that I was just beating like degenerate gamblers, you know, addictive gamblers. Oh, people, people with the gambling addictions yeah. who were just taking their money? Yeah. Okay. She didn't, I don't think she quite looked at it as like a competition, like mm. a head-to-head competition sort of thing. But she, I think she eventually kind of came around and saw it differently and saw that I wasn't a degenerate gambler myself. I was still a good kid. Um, so yeah, I think my parents got a kick out of like telling people what I was up to. Um, you didn't? I think they were a little bit, you know, they probably secretly had a lot of reservations about it, but they always wanted me to do what made me happy. So that was always pretty huge for me. But uh, yeah, I don't know how you make the leap. I don't know if there's like, well, this is what you do and then this, and then you do this and this. The other thing that you need to know is that leaving your job and giving this a shot for like a couple years or something isn't going to be the end of the world if it doesn't work out you're going to be able to get another job yeah and not leaving and always wondering is probably harder yeah that sucks there's a lot of people that worry about this the gap in the resume yeah so i don't i think i think it becomes less and less important over time And I think any company that considers that a problem would be dreaded, dreadful to work for that kind of a company. But what do you think about the, well, not easy, but I think it's not as stressful to play poker and win when you have another source of income. Oh, yeah. And so how does Joe approach that? Like, because now... Poker will have to be yeah you got the, the income right because I think that it then this not having the stress of having this one thing be it for living mm-hmm. um makes it more enjoyable and also makes it you can make better decisions and it's not as bad or the end of the world if things don't go well yep so how do you make that 
transition, I guess? Or are there any things that Joe could do to prepare himself for that? So, I mean, it's personal, right? So, like, some people deal with that better than others. Some people freak out and get super stressed out. And others are like, well, it's it's variance. I'm doing the right thing. I just got to keep plugging along. So you're really like playing the long game in a couple of different ways here. You're playing the long game life-wise and like choosing your happiness over security in the short term, risk-free security. Um, and you're playing the long game in terms of variance and, and things like that. And you're making a deal with yourself to always like be on top of your game and doing the things that you need to be doing as a professional poker player mm. to making sure that you are doing your part. And then math does its part eventually, right? But you just need to make sure that you're doing your part. That's all you do, really. It's going to suck sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Should we tell him to read bullshit jobs so he can feel better? <laughs> That's Boosie's recommendation. <laughs> I haven't read it, so. Um, I mean, it could go one of two ways, right? Like he could read bullshit jobs and be like, uh, I need to become a doctor and save people's lives. Oh, I don't know. Or just like understanding that there's a lot of work that is not necessary and that's why people are unhappy when doing it um and so this is not such a bad thing to pursue something that you've placed value on or gives you a sense of value you know what i mean yeah. so better than just being in a place where you'd know that the value that you feel you bring is not that high or vice versa or the value that's given but good so, luck, Joe, and keep us posted yeah. because we want to we want to know. So we have a message from Tam, and Tam says, well, his email is titled Livestream and Getting Old. He says, hey, Andrew and Boosie, uh, I am a longtime fan and listener. One feedback I was hoping to pass to Andrew about the stream was that the delay is just way too long at three minutes. <laughs> okay. I know that he wants to delay... So people can't see his cards, but maybe he can do something like Doug Polk where he just hides his cards and chooses not to show his hand. That way he would be able to be more interactive with the chat. Just a thought. All right. So what are your thoughts about that? I guess that's one idea. The problem is if I'm playing multiple tables, that's extremely difficult to be. You would come up with like a little graphic, I guess, to place over your hand. Mm. Um, and if I'm playing like three or four tables, I'd be have to, I would have to be moving the graphic every time I want to show a hand to the audience and that'd be impossible. So I guess I could do it if I was just playing one table and chatting with the audience. What about making it two minutes? I'm not sure it's doable because there's a time bank, right? And the time bank, there's like 80 seconds in the time bank mm. and that's not counting other people's time banks mm. that might time bank during the hand. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, Tam, all these logistics, very high-level logistics. I mean, I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it one time. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, if you're playing one table, yeah, you should shorten that stream time. Let's do it. And he says, when you guys answer the question from the guy that's 18 and looking for advice, that hit home pretty hard i just turned 23 and got out of the army about 18 months ago i'm going to be applying for nursing school after finals but man when i think about the future it gets kind of scary 
if I'm, I started to feel really old. And when you guys talk about how you guys still feel like you're in your 20s, it made me a little bit reassured. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping you guys do more podcast episodes like this where you guys dive deep dive into deep conversations about life yeah yes. and you stop being so superficial no oh, i feel like yeah i could i could go out all night and just crush this town i could i wouldn't feel very good afterwards <laughs> but i could easily do that i could go to every damn bar out there on east fremont you don't think i could watch me <laughs> that is so random <laughs> how does your youth have to do with bars because it's what I grew up on in Michigan. We didn't have shit to do other than drink. Because it's too cold. Yeah, th- there's not a lot going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I have it in me. I can rage, you know. I can. Uh, you can't hang anymore. I, I look at you know music the same way. I still love music, love movies, love stupid shows on like Comedy Central or whatever, you know. Right. Love hanging out with friends. You know what's the difference? Just slows you down a little bit the next day. <laughs> this body doesn't <laughs> react as well the next day. Um, I, I think that's why it's so important, though, to not also try and take a whole chunk out of life. You know, I think that you have to have the zones, like the big picture of what you want to accomplish, like medium term things, and then fo- focus on just being present and happy in that moment, in that day, because then that keeps you in awe and wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. Because then if it's always too big picture, it can seem so daunting and so hard that you don't enjoy the moment and then you get stuck in angry land. I think this is all we have time for. Thank you so much for your questions. Joe. Good luck on the career change. You got some pom-pom people right here on the Tells microphone. Yeah. You're still young too, dude. He's only 33. Yeah. I wish I was 33. (laughs) And, And we will see you or talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.